This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 276, E3 2018. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Strangers and Aliens, a podcast about science fiction, faith, fantasy, and imagination. And I am one of your hosts, Evan David, and I'm here with two hosts. One of them you know pretty well. It's Steve McDonald. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? And it's that time of year again, the time of year when Ben abandons us, his family, and, See you, go- ben. and goes and hangs out with his real family <laughs> quote unquote and serves at a ministry camp for like two weeks <laughs> whatever that's all about <laughs> whatever and so uh he's gone and so uh we have brought in a guest host i think this is the third year in a row that we are doing this this is lucas timmerman how's it going it's going great how are you guys doing pretty well and we bring in lucas because lucas is an expert on <laughs> video games I guess. <laughs> sure. That's what that's what we're going with. That's your new title. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> and uh this is that time of year again as well. It lines up very nicely with Ben leaving. The E3 conference is here again, and that is what we're talking about tonight. E3 is the oh Electronic Entertainment Expo, and it is basically video game Christmas where we find out all the new video games that are coming out and the developers release new press statements and trailers. And so this is the third year in a row we're covering it. And uh, so we're just going to talk about all the cool new video games that are out. Uh, so, Steve, you you are the anti-Lucas in that... Yes. <laughs> you, you are the not expert on the video games. Correct. Okay, so you're I'm good at not knowing anything about video games. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, <laughs> you're just here to look pretty. You're window dressing. That's me. That's me, baby, all over. You okay. got it. All right. Well, we're glad to have you anyway. Lucas, did you get to now? Have you been to E3 before? I have. Yes. Okay. Did you get to go this year? I did not go this year, no. Okay. But uh, yeah, I actually covered games uh, when I was working for Infuse Magazine for about three years. Sweet. And then uh, when I was working for Taylor uh, Echo uh, as a newspaper, and so I, I did it for another year there too. But yeah, I didn't get to go this year though, no. Okay. Uh, did you get to watch the live streams? Oh yes, I watched. Uh, see, I watched all the conferences. Okay. Except for Square Enix, I, I skipped that one. That was kind of a boring one. There was like nothing happened anyway. So, but yeah, I watched all the other ones. Okay. 
See, I usually like to watch all the conferences. I try to make it a point to set aside time yeah. to do that. But this year, I did not have time. It's like, oh man, okay. yeah, I have a crunch uh, with my job that I'm doing right now. I've got a project that's got a deadline, and I've just been working on that, and I have not had time. So today, I resorted to just scrolling through all the trailers and, yeah. and just watching the trailers. So unfortunately, I didn't get the full experience this year. I did just watch a, uh, a Watch Mojo recap video where they talk about the top 10 worst moments of this year's e3 <laughs> there were a lot of those <laughs> okay <laughs> it it looks uh the moments that i saw looked pretty bad so um so it since you have seen all the uh the conferences mm -hmm. why don't you take the wheel here and you you can go ahead and say okay let's talk about bethesda or let's talk about square enix and i will chime in if i watched any of the trailers from <laughs> Scott. <conference. All> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this year's conference, most of the conferences were kind of so-so, except for uh, Microsoft. Actually, Microsoft had what I believe to be is probably the best conference I have ever seen oh, in really? all the years I've covered E3. Wow. Um, They're usually my favorite. Just, uh, it wasn't just because they showed off just Microsoft games either, but they really... They made it just perfect. Everything was great. The presentation, it was all around games, um, the future, their vision for the future, and just, hey, here's a bunch of great games, great game after great game. They, I think they showed like 50 games. Wow. <laughs> it, was, it was intense. Cool. And they were great, too. I mean, it was just like one after another, and it just kept coming. And uh, it was so well done um, that I was just, I was blown away. I'm sitting there like scribbling notes and stuff, trying to keep up with all these games they keep showing one after another. And that was really great. Cool. Uh, Nintendo did a good job. Nintendo did a great job. I really enjoyed their conference a lot. And then, now, did, um, but did they, they do, to, did they do a conference conference or did they just do a, like an online one again? It's, a, it's like an online one. Yeah, the Nintendo Direct. Okay. Um, very this is their best one though it was very well done they got rid of all the cringe stuff because um, <laughs> they could do some very cringe worthy things let me tell you yeah. in the past but this time it was like hey let's talk about games and just they showed some great ones um and I, I really enjoyed that conference but then you get to the other side and um man ea just <laughs> that was a that was a bad conference <laughs> oh my um they're Sony, just in hot water man oh ea they they just keep digging themselves that hole just gets deeper and deeper um, they cannot win for losing it. Uh, they were trying to backpedal on the loot crates, but now there's questions of whether or not they still have loot crates, and they may have just renamed them to airlifts. Oh, it's the same thing. It's like, guys, you just are missing the point completely. <laughs> so but, <laughs> for, you, for you listeners who don't know what we're talking about here, EA made one of the like the biggest video game controversies in recent memory this past year when they released Star Wars Battlefront Two, which was hotly anticipated. But uh, because of the way they structured the game, um, it's basically a play-to-win format um, where you're spending real-world money to get upgrades and loot crates, which are kind of like blind trading card packs that could have good things in it or could not have good things in it. So it's kind of like gambling. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and actually, it is gambling. because yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, the state of Hawaii is actually passing legislation or trying to against these sort of games um, in lieu of EA's thing. And so this is, there was a huge public outcry that even extended beyond the video game community about this. And so they, they were quick to make amends. Disney kind of told them like, dude, you need to, you need to get this thing right. And mm -hmm. so now they're, 
Yeah. And now, and, and it seems like they're <laughs> still kind of, they're not really making the best decisions. No. And that's, that, that's a sad thing because they showed off uh, a game that I, you know, I really like Bioware. They're owned by EA. Mm-hmm. Um, and a game they have coming out soon is Anthem. But just because they're owned by EA now, everything that they make, I also like to play Madden. But everything they make now comes to the big question mark. Is this going to be loot crates and mm-hmm. microtransactions? Is it going to rip me off, basically? Is there going to yeah. be a game? And, and I mean, th- those are the things you got to think about now with EA. So it kind of it just taints everything. And not only that, but during the presentation, the, the bad thing of this presentation was the only gameplay they really showed was for a mobile game. And yeah, I heard about this. It was like, what is going on? And they had like <laughs> Battlefield Five, and it's just like a trailer. And this big, huge, massive game that's coming out like four months. They only show a little trailer and no gameplay. And then um, then they show this mobile game, which ends up being Command & Conquer. So a lot of Command & Conquer fans are really upset right now. Um, because it used to be a real-time strategy game, a full game. Now it's a little tiny mobile game. It just doesn't even seem to be the same thing. Is it turn-based or is it still RTS? Uh, ooh, it's it's so it's kind of hard to describe. It's... um. You basically you kind of make vehicle. It's not the, the real time strategy isn't there. there. It's just like you have these three little control points, and your little factories are pumping out guys and vehicles, and you got to go and fight each other to take the control points so you can launch a nuke at each other and win, kind of thing. It's really mm-hmm. strange. Okay, they showed like ten minutes of gameplay of this thing. I heard that um, like live. They were playing it on yes. stage. <laughs> Yes, they yeah. <laughs> it was, so, and they had these esport announcers to make it like uh, some sort of big, you know, sporting event, and everyone was kind of like, "What is going on?" <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I want to say something else about that, but talk about the Sony one first, or finish your conference run throughs, and then we can talk oh, about it. Oh yeah, no problem. Okay, so Sony, Sony had this strange thing where they had great games, but their presentation was so awkward and bad. It was like <laughs> how to present something that's really great in the most in the worst way possible. That's my best description of Sony. It was like, what are you guys doing? Didn't they do like um, an intermission to move the entire yes, audience from did. one venue to another? It was so strange. Wow. Oh, the whole thing word. started off with a banjo, and everyone sat there for like five minutes wondering why is this guy playing the banjo. <laughs> yeah. Just one old guy. What's going on on stage? Uh, it's like stage right, and just an empty stage. And they're in a church. Yes, also. they're in a church, and people are like, "What is going on here?" And he actually started off by going, "Well, I want to welcome the congregation." And everyone's like, "What is happening?" <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of church jokes being made. Yes, it made no sense. Um, I mean, yeah, they showed Last of Us Two, and apparently, Last of Us Two took place, or this one portion took place in a church. Uh, but then they wanted to switch to another venue, another stage to show the rest of the games. It was just odd and awkward. Um, <laughs> then there was, uh, oh, Square Enix was there. And their presentation was, it, it might have been worse than uh, EA's. Because it was like everyone kind of left with that presentation saying, what was the point? Uh. Why did you guys bother? Because they didn't really show anything. It, it was like 30 minutes kind of wasted. Why, why even bother showing up? I just don't don't get it. Um, and then there was a uh, Ubisoft, which was it was decent. It, it was um, it was it was not too bad. Uh, it, 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 you know, there's I guess one of the things this year I have favorite games from the conference, and then I have some big games that were no shows. Yeah, uh, conference and that that so there's kind of a mix of that at, at this year's uh, E3, um, and I think that kind of affects things in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
we'll, I'll, we'll talk about that once we finish the run through. Now, I heard in Ubisoft that they did a big giant dance number with a panda. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, and, but you know, at that point, I'd already seen so much awkwardness. I don't know. If, <laughs> didn't really phase me as much. I'm like, wow. Because whatever. The, <laughs> the recap video I saw, they're like. This was the year of musical numbers, and like the crowds are just not into it at all. Like, they're trying to get everybody hyped. Everybody's just sitting there, like, play the game trailers. <laughs> well, I, I think they misjudged their audience because at E3, when you're there, you, it's basically a bunch of journalists, and everyone is, you know, we're stressed out. We're working like long hours. We're there to review the games, preview games, report on the games, write news articles, and interact with the audience. And when they do this sort of stuff, these concerts and stuff, I mean, you're, you're looking at a bunch of tired journalists uh, <laughs> who, who would rather, we're all in this, you know, sweaty theater crammed up next to each other who kind of just want to get, get to writing, get work done, and <laughs> they're doing these weird things, and, and uh, you know, whether this is the fake jokes or mm. um, there's some really bad jokes, really bad jokes, too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's, it gets kind of annoying, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> and then... Oh, sorry, that's my squeaky chair from last time, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a horror movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just random. <laughs> so I think the last one is Bethesda. Now that was it. That was, see, there's another awkward one. Um, the, the first two-thirds of that conference were so awkward. It was, it was bad. It, <laughs> the, the people on stage were bad. They had a full concert um that was just bad mm. but then of course then Tad, uh, todd howard gets on the stage and just you know he saves the entire show and just shows one awesome thing after another and you're like oh okay just have him on just don't even have <laughs> anyone else on just put him on you're good why is so, a concert bad uh it, it was it was a, a musician man i think he was popular back in the maybe in the 90s maybe Who was it oh i forget it was uh it was like a rock show yeah, it was like a rock show, but it was just, it made no sense. They're trying to get just, everybody hyped, and nobody's like... Nobody just, moves. Yeah, just like, please stop playing. They were all, please stop. <laughs> it was, it was uh, yeah, it was interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, one of the big stories, of course, too, was this E3. Uh, they had the biggest leak in history took place oh, really? thanks to Walmart Canada. Uh, <laughs> yes. Walmart Canada actually released almost every single game that was going to be shown at E3, uh, including almost every reveal uh, at this particular conference. The other, the, the big things they didn't have was, were uh, Starfield and The Elder Scrolls Six, but they had everything else. Because uh, so. it was like a website error, right? Like the, yes. Like he was putting, inputting, uh, like the website guys inputting the games to like, all right, we're going to be ready to have these on the website when we get the art and everything. But then he accidentally publishes all the names live on the web so yeah and it was uh, fired. 100% accurate yeah. they actually made jokes about it too <laughs> <laughs> that's great but um yeah it was it was interesting well here's one a cringeworthy moment really one of the biggest games announced for instance at ea's conference was jedi fallen order <sighs> being made by the guys who made titan fall but how they announced it was this sort of all of a sudden, it flashes. You know, the, the camera screen. You see the girl journalist sitting there with a microphone next to the director, and it's this really awkward conversation. And it's like, "Hey, I hear you're working on a Star Wars game. Oh yeah, working on a Jedi Fallen Order. That's all I can tell you. Oh, cool. And all right, back to the show. You're like, what was that? Yeah, they don't show any footage or, or art or anything. 
Oh, it man. was weird. <laughs> and this is something I wanted to talk about because as I'm watching this, I'm like, this this seems like a problem that is unique to the video game industry. <laughs> Where, uh, yeah, because I feel like we don't they don't have this this problem necessarily in in the mainstream music industry or the movie industry where it's just like we're so misjudging our audience and we're so misjudging how to make a good show <laughs> and and it just ends up with these horribly awkward moments um, yeah and I, I think the the other bad thing which ended up being a bad thing was because of Microsoft their conference was so far uh, above the par. I mean, they were just, they set a, such a high standard after that conference. It made every other conference just look so much worse. Hmm. And it was like, wow, you know, Microsoft, they, they said, hey, we're going to show you some great games. We want to talk about storytelling. We want to talk about the artists and the development. And here's, you know, here's another 20 games. Here's some world premieres. Here's some exclusives to our system. Here's some great indie games. Some guys who, like, there was a game they showed called Sea of Solitude. And this game was it was just it was mind like mind bending. It was awesome. It was about you know you you got humanity, but if you are alone and you isolate yourself and you have solitude, you turn into a monster hmm. and um, a monster. And you you know they get the red eyes. You look almost like a I mean like a werewolf or, or whatever. And the whole story revolves around this girl who's become a monster and she's trying to get her humanity back. But it was just like this really unique idea, and that's kind of. That's the whole conference, really, of, of Microsoft. It was showing every every kind of game you can imagine, just different stories and different unique angles. And it was really, hey, listen, here, we want to we want to take you guys on a journey and to show you what developers in Japan are doing, what developers in uh, Poland are doing, all throughout Europe and all throughout America. We want to show you what everyone's doing and these little, uh, you know, snippets of all the stuff. And it was it was so well done. And then you get to the you know you get to the rock concerts that made no sense and the banjo playing and the flute playing and um, <laughs> it just you're like what, what guys maybe you guys need to start taking some notes <laughs> yeah le- less about the the musical instruments more about the video games <laughs> exactly. so kind of odd yeah so what were some of your games where you're like uh this is like the worst Ooh. Oh man, there, there, there actually were a few of them. Um, let's see. I got to go through some of my notes, you know, um, uh, well, some of the worst stuff, of course, I have to go to EA, you know, um, <laughs> really too. I'm sorry, EA, but man, um, you know, one of the Madden 19, I, I, I'm a big Madden player. I love the NFL, love football and they don't show any gameplay. They barely show a trailer. They don't really say anything that's going to be new in the game. Instead, this is like this is the worst. I, I thought this is like one of the highlights in terms of like how bad uh, EA had gotten at some points. The whole reveal of Madden is this reveal about around this kid who's you know he's the champion, you know <laughs> Madden champion last year, who and then at the end he goes, uh, he goes yeah man I I skipped my high school graduation. Like, and then even the football player is interviewing goes wait what you you skipped your graduation? Yeah man I got to chase that money. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd was just sitting there like, what? Oh, my goodness. It was so quiet. You could hear a, a pen drop. <laughs> oh, oh. And that, that's wow. the whole reveal of Madden. And then all of a sudden, they go away. They don't show anything <laughs> else. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> what, seriously, just, what just happened? Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, but let's see. Some of the, some of the other stuff. Um, man, I just kind of look at some notes. 
um, there, there's actually a lot of good stuff, to be honest. Um, just game-wise. Most of the bad stuff was just from their Most of the bad stuff was from, from their conferences, to be honest with okay. you, and some of the shows. I actually enjoyed – there were so many good games that were actually shown – that I thought it was a pretty, is a pretty solid in terms of like the actual games. It was a pretty solid uh, E3, to be honest. All right, well let's let's dive in then. Um, now I I watched through some trailers. Some trailers I just skipped because I'm like I'm not gonna be into this game. Like, yeah. Like the they're rebooting or they're redoing Resident Evil 2 in HD graphics. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> 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 Man, Resident Evil Two, yeah, that that was that was a, a, an okay horror game back in the day. Oh, okay, no, I'll get yelled at. It's a great horror game, I guess. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not big on horror games or horror novels. Yeah, me horror movies, but, but also, uh, the one thing I remember about that whole series before Resident Evil Four was the uh, terrible controls. Mm. <laughs> it controlled so bad, I just kept dying over and over again. Well, wasn't wasn't the Res- Resident Evil One or Two? Didn't they have like a fixed camera? Yes. You know, like in the Final Fantasy games and yeah. and you go around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So w- the first trailer I watched from this year's E3 was Super Smash Brothers. Ooh, yes. Yes. Are you a big Smash Brothers fan? Yes, I am. I'm actually a big Switch fan. Um, you know, I, I don't now my lifestyle's kind of changed this past year or whatnot. I don't have as much time for games. Uh, just with all my different responsibilities and whatnot, but I do have a Switch, and I tell you that has become one of my favorite systems I've ever owned. Cool, um, really cool system. You know, Zelda: La- um, Breath of the Wilds was amazing. Mario Odyssey was amazing, and I'm really excited about uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I'm really excited they're bringing every character in Smash Brothers history and putting it into the game, and I think that's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, because usually I'm excited about the new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is going to be cool, especially for those you know hardcore melee guys. I don't oh, yeah. know, I don't know if this will change things for them, because according to them, the only Smash Brothers is Super Smash Brothers Melee, and <laughs> you're not a real player unless you. And what was really cool is they've they've now released a new GameCube controller that you can play Smash yeah. Brothers on, which is awesome. So I think they're really trying to get the melee people to play the new game and and embrace it. That's pretty. Oh cool. yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Nintendo did a really good job. I mean, the the Switch has just been it's it's great. It's uh, they, they still have some of the best first party games. Period. See, I'm uh, I'm less of a Switch fan, and that's hmm. only because I as soon as I got the Wii U, they're like, yeah, we're stopping the Wii U, and uh, we're done for the Switch. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, no. But at least at least I got Breath of the Wild, and I got to play yeah. that, and that was maybe the best video game I've ever played. As long as they still have Mr. Game and Watch, I think it'll be okay. Smash Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got him. And yep. they've and oh, yeah. they've Everybody. improved him a little bit, so it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. How can you improve on that? That's just <laughs> Well, they they like improved his visuals, I guess. Like when he does his moves, he switches to different versions of Mr. Game and Watch from his handheld things. And they huh. they changed Ganondorf to his uh uh Ocarina of Time look. All right. Which is cool. Oh, I do have, I, you know, I'll look through my notes. There are two games that, um, man, I'll get a lot of heat for saying this, but there are two games that I felt were kind of the worst of the show, in my oh. sen- in my opinion, anyway. Okay. Uh, the first, I think, of course, I think it was Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty that doesn't, they took away all the single player and it's multiplayer only, online only. Ugh. Uh, I thought that was kind of not very cool. That was Star Wars' problems. 
Yeah, exactly. And the worst, though, and I know the guy who makes this game, I know he's, he's hailed as a genius, Silent Hill and Metal Gear Solid, but mm. Death Stranding. And <laughs> mainly because I can't understand anything that's going on. I, I'm so <laughs> confused. And this is coming as a writer myself and, and is not understanding. I know he has the artistic thing going on, but I'm like, I don't understand anything that's going on in this, in this uh, game trailer. And it's, there's a baby and uh, giving birth, <laughs> and there's a lady eating worms, and there's a guy that looks like he's a FedEx deliverer in 2025. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't even watch the trailer for that one because I'm like, I don't want to see more naked guys. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's weird. It's a family-friendly show. Let's try to... Uh... Yeah. <clears throat> hey, I'm just warning you. Don't watch yeah, the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> um, one game that I really want to play, but I don't know if I ever will because of the language, is We Happy Few. Mm, yeah. That looks yeah. really interesting. It really does. The premise is amazing, and the concept. I mean, just everything about that is great. Yeah, the language is definitely, uh, it's the only red flag, but it's definitely a big red, uh, red flag for that one. Um, I am happy that Microsoft essentially gave them a blank check. Hey, we bought your stu- – that's the thing too. Microsoft came out and they bought five different studios. That was one of the studios they bought. Hmm. And uh, they bought Ninja wow. Theory as well. And uh, basically gave them blank checks and said, hey, we'll dump all the resources you want. You go ahead and realize your vision. Wow. And uh, that, that was a big thing of their conference. you know. And um, uh, We Happy Few, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's such a great premise. It's just – so people are basically um, denying reality by taking uh, – from what I could – you know, from what I've gathered so far, by taking this pill that makes them happy, you know, they have these masks they wear, whatever. But in so doing, they're completely denying the realities around them and not confronting reality, but they're kind of hiding yeah. in this drug sort of hallucination that they're in. Well, and the, yeah, and these, and, these people who aren't taking it mm-hmm. are, are seeing the reality and they're like, okay, you know, yeah. when you're on the pill, it looks like, hey, we're hitting the pinata and eating the candy. But when you're <laughs> when you're not on the pill... You're actually <laughs> busting open a dead rat and eating its guts for food. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, wow. it's very powerful, very um, very vivid, but the concept is interesting and definitely has some uh, some pretty powerful things to say about you know trying to just live in a fantasy yeah. rather than confronting confronting things in life and running from things and just what can happen if you do that if you lock yourself into this fantasy and never confront the challenges, the realities of life, of, of the journey, you know? Pretty good and, commentary uh, about video games. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you know, you, you, yeah, it's true, very true. Um, and I think there's, there's some good stuff in there. But again, uh, there, there's, there's something else about the C3 that you brought up, the language. I did notice, uh, one other thing I noticed by looking at all these conferences and whatnot, um, maybe not so much in the Microsoft conference, sometimes it was there, but as a whole, it really felt like this was a very, mature rated conference mm. much more so than past conferences there was a lot more language and a lot more blood and gore and stuff and there's a couple of games i noticed that weren't even like rated m they're rated like 18 yeah. plus yes you know yes i i did notice that and uh a lot more than i than i've really am, am used to seeing ever really at an e3 conference um so just it was it was sort of interesting uh, a, little, a little shocking, I guess, in some ways. Just kind of like, huh? How, you know, the, except for the Nintendo. Nintendo just, I mean, yeah. well, Nintendo's Nintendo, so <laughs> yeah. they're <laughs> <It's> great. <awesome. laughs> they they don't do M-rated games. No, they just do great games. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, 
so let's talk about Square Enix for a little bit. Mm. Because uh, there were, I think there's three games to talk about. And yeah. one is Captain Spirit. Mm. Yes. Which is, it, it looks like an indie movie that you can play. Yeah, kind of like a, a Telltale game. Um, it's a spinoff of Life is Strange, which is kind of like, um, essentially like a playable movie in a sense. I personally never got around to playing that, um, but I, I've heard nothing but great things about it. And the trailer was pretty interesting about a boy who has a, what essentially uh, fantasies about being a superhero, and you kind of go through these different adventures. Looks like their mom had just passed away. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it looked that actually looked pretty good. Very. Um, it looked interesting. Yeah, yeah very interesting. Uh, a lot of drama, but a, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I think the storytelling was fantastic. It didn't even look like a video game. It just looked mm. like a trailer for an indie movie. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, <laughs> like something you see at the Sundance Festival. Yeah. I'm like, wow, Netflix movie. Like, wow, that's, that's really good. <laughs> All right. And then, so here was a no-show at Square Enix, was uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, yeah, but you know, um, it took, I don't even know how many years, Kingdom Hearts three. Oh, I know, yeah. That. So, uh, you know, if, if fans were hoping for Final Fantasy VII, which, by the way, is one of my childhood favorite uh, games of all time, um, don't expect that anytime soon. <laughs> no, th- this was number two on the list of of bad moments on e3 on that video i watched but i was just like you guys obviously you don't know square enix because they're going to announce something and they'll get around to it like 10 years 10 15 years later they'll, they'll release it <laughs> same thing with the avengers they didn't uh, avengers is a big no yeah. show because they are working on avengers but um with them though i i just come to expect it i mean at least they gave kingdom hearts 3 which i, I kind of wonder microsoft had trips to japan and stuff um now we know kingdom hearts 3 is coming to the xbox including i guess apparently there's going to be a, a whole collection it's going to have all the core kingdom hearts games oh, plus kingdom hearts man i guess that's amazing i'm wondering though if phil spencer was down there in japan i don't know this they can't confirm this but i wonder he's down there and he's like hey guys can you give me a release date on kingdom hearts 3 you know, here's a check if you can, <laughs> whatever you need to do, because then they released it. Oh yeah, January. Uh, I think it's January 29th, yeah, uh, 2019. So yep. that's cool. That, that that game looks like a lot of fun too. So I'm I'm glad they showed that. But yeah, um, I've been waiting the, for this game since I was like 15. <laughs> it's been so long, I know. So like four years or so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> four years. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is I I can't wait to play that. Um, what Square Enix does. <laughs> Did you follow the development of Final Fantasy VII Advent Children at all? Oh, I did not. No, I did not. Oh, we were so into that. When they first announced it, they released a high-definition movie trailer for this project. And then when the movie finally comes out, they've redone every scene that was in that original trailer. And it was like years and years later. So oh I'm my. I'm not surprised. We'll see oh. that Avengers game in... 2029 or something. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, did you have any el- others that stood out to you, Lucas? Um, from just that conference or? From, from anything. Oh, from anything. Uh, you know, let's see. There, there were three, probably my three favorite games of the conference, but which these are games they only teased. So there was nothing actually shown of the game, but it was just very brief teases. Uh, were, were the Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, just to confirm that that was being made, and the, sh- the show this really like thirty second teaser was just amazing. I I, I love that series; it's my favorite series of all time. Really? So when they showed that, uh, I was really excited about that. I've never played. Uh, uh, it's phenomenal games. Uh, they're they're games though. I mean, 
you don't sit there and try to beat that game in a week or something like that. It's it's literally something you play a little bit at a time over like you know a four year period. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. you know, it's they're so big. They're they're such massive games, hmm. but uh, it's like you know just a fantasy. That's a fantasy setting and whatnot. It's really cool. My second one would be uh, the Starfield again, just another trailer. Uh, the same guys who made uh, Todd Howard, who made uh, you know Elder Scrolls and Fallout. It's set in space though, and so it gave off almost like a. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking more of a Star Trek kind of theme, but they didn't show off any gameplay again. Is that this is Bethesda? Trailer. Yes. See that I am excited about that because yes. all, all they do is post-apocalyptic stuff. Yeah. Like you know, and so I'm so happy that they're using their skills and changing genres finally. Oh yeah. And so I, I'd be interested to see what that's about. Uh, definitely stoked about that, and also of course I've been a Halo fan forever, so Halo Infinite just that the music was just, everything about that trailer was just so beautiful and uh they're redoing the whole engine and it had that just that halo score just brought back so many memories yeah. of, of being a kid and uh, i'm just excited about that as well so those are the three games they didn't have any you know nothing no gameplay or anything like that but just by showing these little tiny snippets of it i i thought they were really good so is halo infinity or whatever it's called <clears throat> basically halo six or seven uh, essentially, yeah, Halo Six, but okay. I don't think they, they didn't give it a name this time. I, I suppose there's going to be a reason for it. But okay. um, and then for one game that was not announced at E3 is actually announced before E3, and would it, if it had been, it would have been my biggest game of E3. But um, it would be Red Dead Redemption Two, the Western game that comes out this fall mm-hmm. by Rockstar. Um, I love westerns, and so this is like as close to a man a triple a AAA western game you're ever going to see just a beautiful recreation of, of the western world and uh it just looks like a, a blast for anyone that's a fan of the, of the western genre uh then that's coming out this fall but um let's see if you went through my top five favorite games uh what did you think about amazing spider-man because i was blown away by it i forgot to watch that one oh my <laughs> that I can't actually, believe, it. believe it or not that's my game of the show oh the really Spider-Man. oh I that, need to watch that it. game was so well done it, it literally they they did it they did what arkham the arkham series did for batman yeah they actually did that now for spider-man awesome he's got his wit and his humor and the characters and the city and the web slinging and just the movement and the story it, it's it's amazing i was blown away I was just absolutely blown away by it. I have to go watch it. Speaking of Arkham games, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know if I talked about this last time, but I I just this past year I think played through Arkham Knight. Ooh, and man, what a game! Yeah, and believe it or not, that is actually my least favorite of the Arkham <gasps> series, but that was very good. What? It was very very good. I I did not like the tank. Just got you know the Batmobile turning into a tank and everything. Just kind of. For me, anyway, I liked Arkham City the best. Um, I thought that was just, but you know, all of them were great. I have all three of them. Yeah. I did enjoy them a lot. I mean, those but, those are some of the best Batman stories. Oh yeah, period. Absolutely. And like, if you're not playing these games, you're missing it. And like, it's such a such a bummer if you're you know a comic book fan or a movie fan and and you haven't played these because man, they just knock it out of the park. Well, the big thing about that is. The Arkham series is all a continuation of the cartoons from the '90s. You know, the, the Justice League, the Batman, the Superman animated series. Um, Somewhat, the, yeah. They bring in the at least got, same writers and yeah, that universe. And then a, that, that's interesting that you brought that up though. That's Rocksteady. So one of the big no shows at E3 has been this big rumored Superman game that yes. they're working on. 
And so that was also a no-show. But, you know, they're working on something, and all, everything is pointing to them working on a Superman game. But that was also another no-show I am at so E3. interested in that. Like, be fun. <laughs> I don't care if I play another video game again, but if I can play a good <laughs> Superman video game. Oh, my, yeah. <laughs> man, I... Su- Superman for the Atari just was, I mean, the be-all and end-all. Yeah, right. I think you're not gonna, you're well, not really gonna get much better than. Apparently, it's better point, than yeah. Superman 64. Anything's better than Superman 64, <laughs> dude. I bought a, I bought the Xbox 360 oh, for the main I... purpose of playing the Superman Returns game, and oh I know it's not a good game. Yeah. I still, <laughs> but I still loved every minute of that man. I would just fly around for no reason, just go down to the water and make the wake trails because basically it's just a big empty city Mm -hmm. uh, that's filled with like random cars and stuff, (laughs) but you could still throw those cars around, you know, go place the car on a building, leave, come back. It's still there. Blow it up with your heat vision. Yeah. It sounds boring, (laughs) but I had fun. So if if someone did, yeah, if they could make a Superman game, like, Just even a fraction as good as the Arkham games. I mean, it's just going to be great. I don't know how they're going to do it. Well, the rumor is it might be a world's finest type thing where you have Superman and Batman, and then the game ends with the formation of the Justice League, which would be really awesome. (laughs) Well, that would be interesting because of what happens at the end of Batman Arkham Knight. Uh Spoilers. (laughs) We don't want to say what it is, but it would be interesting to see what happens there. Okay, um, what did you think of? Uh, I watched a trailer for Control. Oh yes, uh, Remedy. So those are the guys who made Alan Wake, a phenomenal game. Uh, that was about a novelist, and and uh, well, I won't even go to all that, but it's it's like a Stephen King novel. It's really great. Uh, they also made Quantum Break, which is sort of like a mixture of a TV show and video game. But Control looked really cool. Uh, a lot of telekinesis stuff going on, a lot of mind-bending yeah. kind of stuff. They are known for being very good storytellers. I mean, they're like legendary storytellers. They're the ones who did the original Max Payne series, okay. which I love. I love the Max Payne series. Like It's that film noir stuff. I wish they make more of that. But, um, but no, I, I thought it was great. I thought it looked really, really fun. That was one of the highlights for me of the, of the Sony conference was, uh, was Control. It looked like uh, a mixture of portal and inception yes oh yeah oh definitely yeah i can see that it looked it looked good it looked really good yeah so i'm interested to see that um okay here's a game that i don't know if you saw but i saw it on the trailers and i'm just like this it looks dumb but now that's really all i'm gonna say about it is it looks dumb but I'm just happy that I don't know if I'm happy about it. It was just amusing to me that it was at E3 and it was Man Eater. Do you remember oh, I, seeing that trailer? I did not. I I saw something mentioned that, but I did not get around to watching that. What what is it about? So basically, it's like it starts the trailer and it's this like tourism video, like welcome to, you know, Sunny Shoals Beach. It's the place you're gonna love it. It's got all the people and all the best delicacies, and you're just gonna love it. And then you realize that it's not talking to the people. We're talking to the great white shark that you get to play as. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. So basically, you're just Jaws, and you're just eating people. You're just eating people in like horrible oh carnage, and the, oh. the the graphics didn't even look that great. <laughs> like the stuff they're putting in the wow. trailer, it's like they're you know it's going through some of the skins and stuff. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> who's making oh this? And is anybody going to play it? I don't think anyone will play it. Oh goodness. 
That's disturbing. <laughs> it is. I just yeah. Um, a game that's a little less disturbing. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Did you see that one? I did not. There was a very big samurai ninja theme going on. I noticed. Um, it's like Neo Two. Uh, Near was announced for the Xbox. It was coming. It was a PS4 exclusive. Now it's coming to the Xbox. And then uh, there was um, one other one. I think it was uh, Sakura. Two Dead Souls or something like that, Die Twice. That looked really good, too. But uh, the big one that I liked a lot was Ghost, and it was really cool. It's during the um, the Mongol invasion of feudal Japan. So you had the samurai having to adapt some of the traditions of the ninja. Of course, historically, samurais and ninjas were the same thing. Ninjas were a lot more espionage-type stuff, but usually a samurai would do either job. Just as jobs came along, it's mm. going to be one or the other, right? But um, this is kind of what this guy does. He ends up having to adapt and to change some of his traditional approaches to life and how he's been trained as a samurai because it's a time of war and it's a time where innocent people are being slain and they're being overrun. And you're this guy, Jin, who's having to make, uh, I think it's Jin, who's having to make these tough choices to save people. And in this trailer, your friend betrays you because you're there to save this, um, this monk guy trying to keep him alive and all of a sudden, your friend pulls out her sword and says, no, he dies. And so you end up having to fight her to kind of keep her back from killing this guy. And then he runs away. But in the middle of your fight, all of a sudden, a bunch of soldiers, uh, soldiers show up to basically kill you guys. So now you're having to team up and fight again. So it's, it's interesting. It has The storytelling seems to be very uh, dramatic. And it seems to be uh, almost like this love letter written uh, about that historical period. I'm, I'm big on history. I love history. So a historical game like that, there's going to be no fantasy elements. It's all going to be hmm. uh, set in that time period. And in, 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 so it's just going to be, this is a real samurai game. The sword fighting was very, uh, very structured around real sword fighting, uh, fighting with a katana. Cool. And uh, it was, it was very good. It was, it was really a little, a little bloody, but again, um, it's with, you know, that's what in terms of what that was trying to do, it wasn't overdone. It was actually just just what you want for that type of game because um, you're, you're being very historically accurate. They're not overdoing the gore, thankfully, but uh, it looked it looked very good. I, I thought that was very impressive when I saw that. Cool. Yeah, I love history, too. Uh, what did you think of Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Now, that's a that was an interesting one. Uh, man, uh, one of the big things that stood out about that game was it has nothing to do really with Assassin's Creed. Hmm. So if you played uh, the other Assassin's Creed games, you'll know that this takes place before the actual assassins are even there. There are no assassins. There are no Templars in the storyline. So you, you don't have the hidden blade or the traditional weapons that you would have as the assassin in the other games. But what about so, uh, the Egypt one? Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that. I, I, I don't. I I don't know. Honestly, I I've lost that whole series lost my interest after Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> yeah, like I the only thing that interests me about them now is just the settings and yeah. how cool it is cuz they ba- they like transport you back in time to all these different locales and things. It's so cool. I yeah, I do like I fell in love with the first one just being able to explore, you know, medieval Jerusalem and, and Damascus cool. and stuff. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I did like that. Um, this one, I know it's the the Sparta. It's uh, I believe it's the Polynesian War between Sparta and Athens. I believe, okay. but uh, I may have that wrong. But um, it, yeah, there's definitely some stuff that I liked about it. I don't know if it's going to be on my list. One of the big things about Assassin's Creed lately has been how buggy they are. They they release with a lot of bugs, mm. almost to the point where they're broken. So it's that one's kind of on my list of maybe maybe not kind of things. So. Okay. Um. Did you see the trailer for Tunic? 
I did. I did. And it reminded me so much of a of an old school Zelda. <laughs> exactly. Like I was watching it and the first uh first you know, thirty seconds goes up, this little guy's walking through this little place and then he gets <laughs> the sword and holds it up in the air. And I'm like, is this just Zelda? And then he starts cutting the grass. And I'm like, yep, it's Zelda. It totally is. <laughs> so, but it is kind of cool because, you know, uh, Nintendo's not necessarily making those style Zelda games anymore. Um, yeah. So if you really, really enjoyed those original NES Zelda games, um, this is that, but in really crisp HD graphics. Yeah, I thought it looked really good. It's a, I believe that's another one of those uh, smaller indie games that are coming out, which I, I really, I'm really enjoying some of these indie games. They do some, um, some unique stuff and tell some unique stories that you don't see in a lot of these bigger. It seems like the big budget games, the ones that they spend, you know, tens of millions of dollars on, are becoming more and more geared towards let's quote unquote milk the gamers. Let's put in loot crates yeah. and microtransactions and make as much money as we can from them. Whereas these indie games are, hey, let's just make a really fun game that has a really cool story, a really cool concept. And I think that's yeah. kind of cool. There's a couple indie games I, I want to get around to playing that I just haven't yet. Um, like, uh, oh, what's it called? It's the one where you're a, you're a passport guy. And Pass- you're, yeah, you like, you're, you are the guy who. Papers, please. Yes, that's it. Papers, please. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, and you are the guy who is in charge of letting people into the country or not. And so you have you, the people give you their papers, and you have to decide: okay, is this person an innocent person, or is this like a threat to the country? Huh. You know, it looks really interesting. Well, that's gonna take cool. bribes. And... Yeah. <laughs> and then there's those weird. those side scrolling, <laughs> those dark side scrolling games. Uh-huh. That I'm talking about. Yeah. I can't remember the name of them right now. There was, a, there was a bunch of them. There was uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. It was kind of a side-scrolling game. I thought that was really cool looking, like a platformer. Um, it's for the Xbox, but I thought that, that was a really... I don't know, the graphics were really cool. Um, it's really fun. There's fun games. I think that's... I think on some of these studios, they've lost touch with, with that. Like, Nintendo hasn't. Nintendo's right. like, hey, we still make... But some of these studios and have just lost... I mean... They're either making the same games over and over again, and and rather than making like a new story or telling it, you know, taking a new direction, they're kind of like, okay, let's just make it more mature, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I, it's like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean you, you're telling a better story. You're just, you know, you're adding some more gore and a few more curse words. That's not, that's not actually helping your case. Yeah. Or, or making a better product. Uh, you, why don't you tell a better story? There's so many stories to tell. I, I just spent this last week. I, I finished um, Emperor's Soul. Uh, Wrath of Empire, and I'm finishing up the Rhythmus. And man, they're, they're great books. And, and last week I finished up uh, Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. Just phenomenal books, just stories that, that are so deep and intriguing with characters that they're still rolling around in my head. It's like, you know, games have that opportunity to tell stories like that. Just, just these really awesome stories. And, you know, you don't need to have a, a curse word or, a, you know, guy using a chainsaw on someone's face uh, you just don't need that you know it doesn't need it but that, but that seems to be what they're doing a lot of nowadays unfortunately yep. i agree hmm. um I, that's all the ones that i picked up well, on there are a couple more uh, that i have here i have a uh, shadow of the tomb raider did you see that one yes i did and what what is the story is that like a one of those ones where it's like you're in present but then you keep going to flashbacks or 
No, um, the the Tomb Raider series I've been so impressed by. They rebooted that whole series. Uh, so this is the third game in the series now. And the reboot has been phenomenal. And it's just taken the character back to her roots. And she's, you know, yeah, she's you know, got that female Indiana Jones vibe. But they've, uh, they, they've humanized her so much and, and made her such a great character. And each of the games, the other two games have just been phenomenal. And I saw, like, I don't know, they had, like, 15, 18 minutes of gameplay of, of Shadow. And it just, it looked really, really good. Um, it just, it's one of those, a uh, third party, it's like a third person game. Uh, I actually like it. I enjoyed it more than the Uncharted series by far. Oh, wow. And so, uh, yeah, High definitely, praise. yeah, definitely something that I've really, really enjoyed. And I know I, and I have enjoyed the Uncharted series, but, uh, yeah, Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is one of my top games. And then the other one, the other one's going to be interesting to see. Um, they didn't show the gameplay. They only showed a trailer. The gameplay was behind closed doors. I've heard rave reviews of the gameplay and that's going to be Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, I didn't watch the trailer and, for this one. Uh, it, it's it has a lot of potential. Uh, these are the guys who made the Witcher series, um, so they they know they know what they're doing when it comes to making uh, very in depth um, RPGs. They are someone you got to watch for. They they do have some mature content too, so you got to watch for that as well. But um, this game is supposed to be, from what everyone's saying, it's incredible what they made. They've made it's kind of like Blade Runner. They basically put Blade Runner. And they made it into a game, and it's it, it's like if you ever wanted to experience Blade Runner as a video game, and really dive into that world as best as possible, here you go. You know, it's kind of like that. So it's interesting. I, I you know I, I don't know enough about it yet. You know, I didn't get to see a gameplay uh, myself. So, but from what everyone's been saying, it's it's supposed to be pretty good. So that that is on my radar of games to look at. But um, whether or not it's going to be you know amazing or not, I, I don't know yet. Cool. Uh, speaking of, you, you reminded me when you were talking about the Tomb Raider. My sister-in-law was in town this week when I was watching some of these trailers, and she is not a gamer. Um, but we're, I'm watching the Tomb Raider trailer, and she looks up. She's like, "Wait, is that animation?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." yeah. Really <laughs> she's like, "Wow, I thought that was real." <laughs> so it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I, I, is is Tomb Raider a PlayStation exclusive? No, it comes out for both systems. For Xbox as well? Yes. Oh, yes. I might have to take a look then. Uh very yeah, it's it's actually very um just very good. Uh it's it's been a really good series. Oh, uh, I wanted to mention a couple of surprises. Uh, the biggest surprise of the whole series to me was this game tortured me as a child when I tried to play it. It beat <laughs> me. I don't think I ever got past level two. Battletoads yes. is coming back. <laughs> I saw Battletoads. <laughs> I could not get past the the whole. Um, you had to get a little uh, speeder bike, or whatever. Yeah, I, I yeah. used to die so many times, dude. <laughs> it, it's legendary for being uh, hard. It was um, a tough game. <laughs> I have uh, I have still not beaten Sonic the Hedgehog two. Oh. <laughs> um, still trying. You. Yeah, I've been going <laughs> been going since five years old. <laughs> still hasn't beaten it, so. Uh, the other game that, that I wanted to mention real quick for uh, anime fans was Jump Force. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> which uh, my brother's really excited about that one. I, I might have checked that one out. It just has a bunch of anime. Uh, I think there's One Piece, Death Note. Um, Dragon everything, Ball. Dragon Ball Z yeah. in there. Uh, Naruto. Uh, just everything you can imagine is, is kind of uh, uh, thrown in there. So it, looks, it looked like a lot of fun. Uh, it's different. So. I was burned by my last Dragon Ball Z game I played. So I was not interested. Well, it wasn't Dragon Ball Fighter Z, was it? No. 
Okay. Um, okay. See, but I'm not a huge fan of the traditional fighting game. Okay. So yeah. That Dragon Ball Fighter Z is not for me. I mean, it looks really cool. It look, but it's just a fighting game. Yeah. Um, my yeah. my favorite Dragon Ball Z game of all time, and probably the best one that has ever been made, uh, is Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi Three. Um, which is where what you, you said yes, which is where you have like the free roaming fighting, you know. Yeah, just the, yeah. the combat system on that was so awesome. And then I recently bought the newest Tenkaichi one for Xbox, and I was like, oh, this is the next one in the series. The, uh, the last one was so awesome. This will probably just be, you know, even better. Got it. It was horrible. It's like, <laughs> it's not even, you don't even fight. You like, you get into, you hit them, and then you go into, what do you call it, like a quick time sequence where you have to press the button at the right time and that's like it that's all the whole oh. fighting thing you know so uh, it like yeah. yeah it didn't take any skill or anything and just was just not great um yeah i found yeah. something else to talk about but while i was talking about dragon ball z i forgot what it was <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine um let's see a couple other games just uh, division two i didn't like it at all <laughs> I don't even know what Division One is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that one either. So, <laughs> uh, it's, nice. I don't know. It's like America gets hit with some sort of virus. There's few survivors left, of and you're kind of fighting each other. Uh, oh. uh, you know, I don't know. It's some kind of boring. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry. Here's another thing I noticed. Everybody is now doing uh, Southeast American rural in their as their video game settings. Yeah, and I th- yeah. I think that's because of uh, the latest Far Cry. I think right where it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, what the the evil cult? You know. Oh yeah, that was in Montana, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all in the, the rural America, and so like, I saw several <laughs> games where okay, it was like Forza, and then there was a zombie game, and another. <laughs> oh no, the new uh, uh, Fallout game, same thing. And oh yeah, West Virginia. So <laughs> it's like, oh man, <laughs> just oh, do Fallout. something new. That is something with the the Fallout seventy six. Uh, that will be the first Fallout game that's one hundred percent online and is made for multiplayer, not for single player. Hmm. So that was a little different. I don't know what to make of that yet. Uh, it might be worth giving it a try, but it's not going to be the same single player that they're you know renowned for. It's going to yeah. be something a little bit different. I would so assume I, so. I don't think you can do that awesome you know RPG style time freeze combat if it's online. Yeah, the big thing is, too, you can actually get nukes and nuke people, so I don't know how they're going to keep people from, like, griefing, I guess. You know, the people are just going to constantly be killing each other, so... Hopefully it'll be hard to get a nuke. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, let me let me go back one more game, too. I just want to go back to Anthem real quick. Um, aside from EA, and I know that's going to make a lot of people hate the game right now, <laughs> but honestly, Anthem, if they can pull this off, it would be the best Iron Man game I've ever seen. Yeah. It looks like a really cool Iron Man game. If they could get it down, it might be really cool. I don't know if they can. And, you know, like I said, with EA involved, you just, you don't really know. But that was one game I, I know I, I've, you know, Casey Hudson is back. He did the original Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, and this has been kind of his dream to do this game. That team that made that series, that original trilogy, is working on this game, as well as the guys who made Dragon Age. They're all together working on this. This is Bioware's A-team. Uh, 
And so, you know, this is kind of like, do they have anything left in the tank? This game's going to show it. Mm. And so uh, I, we'll see. Uh, but I did, I did like what I saw of Anthem, at least. Um, we'll see. It looks interesting. Uh, last year's trailer, where they show them getting into the suits, mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, that does not look comfortable. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel like if you get hit uh, in the pelvic region, you're just going to get split in half inside the suit. <laughs> Again, kids show. They the don't know like... what the word pelvic means. <laughs> the, thing I, the thing I thought that was interesting, though, they said for Anthem, they said, okay, so when you're in your city, the cities, right, when you're walking around the cities, mm-hmm. the game becomes a single-player, story-driven, focused RPG. Hmm. When you're outside the city, it becomes a multiplayer, like four-player co-op, more like an action game, right? Huh. So it's going to be interesting to see how they pull that off because yeah. they're saying this is not like Destiny. This is not like an MMO. That's what they're saying. They're, but they're saying that it's kind of like it has a single player inside the cities with story choices. You got all your choices and everything, right? But then once you step outside the doors, the walls of the city, it, it's a living, breathing world where other players roam around. Hmm. So cool. We'll see. All right. Got anything else? Um, let's see. That was the, those are basically my my major highlights of of the whole thing. Um, yeah, there there was a Metro Exodus game, but it looked like a some sort of a I think a it was set in like Russia, and it's a kind of like a horror. It's an apocalyptic game, you know. It's like yeah, you know, one of those old older games like that. I don't know. I've kind of done too many of those. I think yeah. <laughs> and let's see, uh, Gears Five. I don't know. Not really. I wasn't really too stoked about that one at this point. Oh, Cuphead. They're doing a, a DLC for Cuphead. Yes, I was just about to ask you about that. Did you ever play it? I did not get it, get around to playing that one. I, it's on my list to play, though. Uh, and that game just looks awesome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If they made more games like that, it would be so great. I just <laughs> There's only two things keeping me from getting it. And one is I've heard it's like the hardest game of all time. I've heard that. Yeah. I have heard it's like the most difficult games ever made. <laughs> and uh, two is it revolves around the entire plot revolves around you selling your soul to the devil. Um, <laughs> I didn't so, hear that part. Yeah, so I'm out on that. So. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just some of these some of these things. I mean, it, there there are some okay games. There's some good games. There are some strange things. Some you know, uh, Rage Two, for instance, just <laughs> man, that was uh, that was something. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. That, that was one of the moments on the video where it's like they keep announcing things and pausing for people to applause or react. Silence. <laughs> like, and it just keeps happening. <laughs> You're like, what? Oh, man. Uh, and, and yeah, so I mean. And it, there, I noticed there were a lot more mobile games too. There's a there's an Elder Scrolls Blades game. Um, they're going to bring Fallout Shelter to the Switch. They have that Command and Conquer mobile game. Uh, you know, I never really saw mobile games taking such a center stage at conferences before. But mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's a market for it. People play games on their phone, I suppose. I, I don't, um, yeah. but you know, a lot of people do, I guess. And um, but yeah, that, that seems to be a, a center stage thing and, and, and whatnot. You'd think the point um, and click genre would explode on you know, yeah, the right? iPad or whatever. But 
But let's uh, going back to what we're talking about the loot crates and and whatnot before. I, I think that's that's going to become real center stage. I think even as this holiday comes around, because you know you've had some countries in Europe completely ban them as gambling. Yeah, and um, you know uh, a lot of other countries are putting like restrictions on them and whatnot. EA is trying to fight that. Other, but they're not the only studio that wants to put loot crates in games mm-hmm. either. So it's going to be interesting to see. I remember a few years ago. Uh, I was thinking, you know, right after the release, I believe of Mass Effect 2, it was around that time I thought, you know, gaming has kind of come to that crossroads. Where are they going to go? You know, are they going to go down the one road that leads them into a, to establishing themselves as a separate but, you know, equal in terms of storytelling value format that's equal to, you know, movies and books, but it's its own unique experience. Are yeah. they going to go that route or are they going to go a different route and kind of just – you know, um, become casinos. Monetize. Yeah, become casinos because that's yeah. that's essentially what a lot of that loot crate stuff is. I mean, it's even in Overwatch, and I I enjoy Overwatch from time to time. But you know, the, the loot crates just it, it even has the noises and the sound effects, just like a, a casino yep. slot machine. Mm-hmm. It's made just like that. And the thing that that makes me mad about it is, you know, they're not really preying on me, right? Right. They're going for kids. Yeah, is what they want. They want you know the mom and dad don't know the you know. Little Billy's there, uh, jacking up the credit card, on, <laughs> buying the buying the loot crates and stuff. You know, twenty bucks here, twenty. I heard a one uh, one guy dropped fifteen thousand dollars on loot crates for Mass <sighs> Effect Three. Oh my word! I'm like, why? Yeah. But you know, FIFA, for instance, they make eight hundred million dollars a year off this stuff. Oh, game. Um, wow. I know one guy for Madden. He dumped six hundred dollars on Ultimate Team. On this game, I'm like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? I watched but, a, I watched a video one time where they're talking about, and this isn't DLC, but it's uh, you know, have you heard of that game, that online game where it's uh, the money in the online game is like equal to real money in in the real world. Well, there's a quite a few like that nowadays, unfortunately. Yeah, there there was one. I guess it was the first one, and this guy like dumped an astronomical amount of money for a house in the in the video oh. game like oh my. it's just crazy it's it's not real no <laughs> it's not what? it's like games are supposed to be fun and they could yeah. be like a, a book or something like that maybe you know although i don't think they'll ever quite equal the novel i think the novel is going to be the best storytelling platform because i guess that's that's the most pure platform because it's not doesn't go through a lot of edits and whatnot when you get to other platforms like movies, you have, you know, the script writer and the film yeah, editor yeah. and the director. But anyway, but, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there, I, there's a star, I think it's called star citizen. I don't know too much about this game, but apparently I, I was seeing an article just the other day where it said in order to get the full version of this game, it'll only cost you $1,000. Oh <laughs> like, my <what>? goodness. <laughs> $1,000 for a game. This is ridiculous. No, no, that's cool. I don't need that at yeah, all. No. Gosh. And, and honestly, this sort of stuff, though, is and maybe that's one of the reasons why I play a lot. I mean, yeah, I'm busy with stuff, but I think I think the gaming industry kind of lost touch with their audience because we grew up, right? We grew up with games, and now we're you know we're in our late twenties, we're in our early thirties, we're getting older, you know. And, yeah, we're in our early thirties or mid thirties. You know what? You know what? Though we're, we're we've gotten older. We've gotten, you know, wiser. We we have more responsibilities, and and it's like they haven't grown with the audience in that way. They've um, 
they're they're not they're not bringing the stories and that we w- would expect them to be bringing and they're just trying to, and it feels more like they're just doing gimmicks to try to rip us off yeah and, and we're seeing through it and people are seeing through it because the audience is a lot older now and they're like hey wait a minute dude i'm not going to drop you know 50 bucks on uh, boots why would, yeah, why exactly. Would, it don't mean anything. Why would I do that? I'm not going to spend sixty dollars on a game and, that only has four maps, and then I'm going to spend another sixty dollars to get the rest of the DLC maps whenever those come out. Yes. Good grief, uh, man. And, it, and yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's like, like I miss the days of you know Spider-Man '64, where mm-hmm. you could unlock like ten oh, or yeah. fifteen mm-hmm. alternate costumes to play in. Just yeah. in the game, but now you would have to pay five dollars each, you know, for those there was, costumes. Um, there was a game that was released where the ending wasn't even put in the game. You had to buy the DLC for the ending. <sighs> I heard I'm like, this, yeah. Wow. I'm like, you can't even finish the game. You don't even <laughs> it's like, oh hey, twenty five more bucks. Ugh. And it's like, oh my. Um you know, and I guess that's why you start, it's sad, but you start to, like one of the things you do now when you're reviewing a game is you think, hey, this game didn't try to rip me off. That's pretty cool. There's a, yeah, <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. You have to think that, but that's kind of what you're thinking now, you know? <laughs> For real. Well, let's hope, I mean, I feel like the community is really speaking out about this stuff. And yeah. so let's hope the developers get the message. I feel like EA has tried to get the message and have not succeeded. <laughs> but at least they're trying. They're like it's like we're speaking a foreign language, and they're trying. <laughs> and they're trying to like, wait, what do you, what do you mean you don't want to give us more money? <laughs> like, is that like a metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah, <laughs> what does that mean? Why, why, why do you need the money? Just give it to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and then it makes you appreciate certain developers more. I, I did like the fact that Halo was all those maps multiplayer, 100% free. Mm. That's pretty cool. Um, and with CD, CD Projekt Red, uh, The Witcher, uh, they they really took care. That was a complete game. And when they had DLC, it was a they were real expansions. There's a word that's gone nowadays: expansions. They, yeah. Most developers don't make expansions anymore. Um, look at StarCraft Two. When the original game came out, it was fantastic. Great game when it came out. StarCraft 1, right? Mm-hmm. StarCraft 3. 3, you didn't get to play all three races in the uh, first version you bought. Instead, the campaign mode was in three separate packages, 60 bucks a pop, right? Oh. To get the whole game. So you, sp- you had to spend, and I didn't buy all of them, sorry. <laughs> but in order to get all three, you had to spend 180 bucks to wow. have the complete game. And that's not even as bad as, as everything is now. Uh, and, and it's like, it's to the point where like, man, even uh, do I want to go online playing Madden? No, I don't want to spend any money. Oh, I do, you know, I'll lose. It's all right. But I don't want to do the whole ultimate team thing. I, let them have Jerry Rice. And they, they spent, you know, thousands of dollars to get Jerry Rice or whatever. I'll just play with my Dolphins. We lose anyway in real life. So what's the point? <laughs> what's the difference? I'm sure you're used to it. <laughs> We're used to it, man. <laughs> so, I mean, but, but still, it's like uh, in that whole, um, pay to win thing is yeah. is just uh, here's oh here's a thing they had too they they um i think it was activision that actually got the uh copyright for it it's a software that basically uh when you so let's say you're playing a halo but it wouldn't work in halo obviously but or call of duty let's say you're playing call of duty and you get shot by a sniper rifle well when you get shot by that sniper rifle and you die while you're waiting to respawn in the game 
it would come up with an advertisement to show you, hey, look, you got shot with this gun right here. It took you out. Do you want to get this gun? Go ahead and buy now. You can have this gun in your oh. armor. And that's one of the things that they're planning on doing. No. And it's like, oh, man. It's like Ready Player One. Well, they're trying to take advantage of a player getting really kind of you know, aggravated. Oh, yeah. I can't make a shot by that game. Okay, I'm just going to buy this gun. They want to take advantage of impulse buying. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. No. <laughs> no. Not cool. <laughs> no, when those like little pop-up ads pop up on my little games on the, I'm like, ah, I don't think I really want to play this game anymore. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and and uh, know, or they make, ninety-nine or, cents for one coin, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? I don't want to play you anymore. Well, they also have the other issue with like Destiny Two, where they they just make you grind. So you got to play for, you know, do the same thing over and over again for dozens upon dozens upon dozens of hours mm. in order to get anything. Yeah, and here's another thing, too. It's like they're not realizing, hey, you know, we're a lot of your audience are adults now. We have things to do. We can't really dump, you know, 3,000 hours <laughs> into a game to get something, right? Yep. Uh, you know, it's it's not like we need instant gratification either, but it's like, you know, um, it's we don't want to have to grind for stuff. You just don't have time for that kind of stuff. You know, if you want to make something interesting, don't make it, don't, you know, a game shouldn't be boring and tedious and, and, and feel like work. You kind of, you know, want to play a game to relax or just like I want to read a book. And I've really, you know what? I got to, hey, I, I love Audible. I love my audiobooks. I got to plug that in there because, you know, I've been really enjoying uh, reading. And maybe that's one good thing with all the Loot Crate hysteria. Um, it's kind of made me read a lot more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, well, right. What we're trying to say, guys, is just play Zelda and, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. or uh, the Arkham <laughs> yes. games. Or Mario Odyssey, which was, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and that Zelda game, Breath of the Wilds, fantastic. I loved it. That was... It was breathtaking. It, well, it was breath. It took my breath away. <laughs> it, it, like, seriously, the opening scene where you first walk out and you see the vista on Hyrule, I was like, oh, yes. that is beautiful. It's just... Oh, man. It's wonderful. It's, it's kind of like they took Zelda and they put him in a Hayao Miyazaki movie that you get to walk <laughs> around in. <laughs> yes and it's just it's gorgeous so wait a and, minute what kind of miyazaki movie can't you walk around in i don't know what type of movies you're watching steve <laughs> <laughs> man what are you eating while you're watching those movies <laughs> I'll, go, I'll get back to you on that man. yeah okay <laughs> all right well this has been fun we talked about some great games and then trashed the video game industry <laughs> for a good long segment so i sorry everybody <laughs> but we do this stuff guys so you don't have to if you're not keeping up with e3 well now you know all the stuff that's going on in the video game industry and uh you know if you're not a gamer i hope you enjoyed talking about the different ip that's out there the different fun stuff that uh, is available and hopefully uh you know if you're not gonna i mean if you're not gonna play any video games you can just get caught up next year with our next episode um, uh, and if you are playing video games or if you're thinking about getting into it, hopefully we've, uh, made some good suggestions for you and, uh, you'll be able to start off on the right foot. Um, so yeah, thanks for, uh, hanging out guys. Yeah, this hey, is fun. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Yes. I enjoy you, listening Lucas. to you two talk. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I guess you talk more, Steve. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, he just, I like the game called. <laughs> Pac-Man. <laughs> hey, Pac-Man is in uh, Smash Brothers. That's right. 
Yep. You <laughs> yeah, are relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, stop. <laughs> so, Lucas, real quick, is there anywhere that our listeners can find you online? Uh, yes. Actually, let's see. Um, I'm on Twitter. I, I'm also part of a, the Right Fight Gift Club. It's a big writer group. So if you're a writer, we'd love to have you come on over. Um, just a support group. We help each other out uh, with ideas and whatnot. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, DLT Author, or just type in DL Timmerman, and you'll find. Uh, I think I have like a Goodreads page. I have a website. Um, I have a book for sale on Amazon. Working on a new book right now. Um, yeah, and also a Facebook too. I think it's DLT Author as well. But yeah, they can go ahead and uh, search for me on pretty much social media. I'm pretty much everywhere. I think. I have a YouTube channel too. So yeah, you can find me out there. Just type in my name and uh, I'll pop up, I think. All right. Very cool. Uh, Any last word, guys? Um, my last words would be um, in the immortal words. So <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing. Okay. Well, my last word will be uh, See Incredibles 2. I hear it's amazing. So Ooh, I think it's yes. coming out real soon. I, I'm hearing Thanks nothing for ruining but it for me, amazing man. stuff about it. <laughs> okay. It's out today, actually. When we're recording is it this out? Is June 14th. It comes out tonight. And uh, tomorrow it'll be out for all the different showings. So I'm seeing it this weekend, then. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going to attempt to do so. Uh, Ooh, yeah, it'll be fun. It's going to be sweet. Um, all right. My last words are... Uh, Mamma mia! Where? <laughs> That, that was supposed to be Mario. <laughs> it was definitely not. Okay. Wow. Okay then. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we can't uh, can't say Ben's line because he'll just edit out us saying his line and put him yeah. saying his line in. So may God quickly move you along the path of righteousness <laughs> with expedience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and much grace. See you guys. Uh, that's not part of it. But oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I added. You are added, wrong. I'm sorry. There's only the, the 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 there's two elements. There's there's the second element of speed, and, and the then the first, first element, element of the divine being. The divine element there. Yes. Where we can't. But it's his little thing, and we can't. He's very protected. On it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I think he's copyrighted that word. He's copyrighted. So. We don't want to pay royalties, so. I don't want to pay royalties. <laughs> Mom's the word, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and Mom's speed. <laughs>
I'm good at not knowing anything. 